Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Thursday, everyone. We have been talking about love this past week. God's love. And this is the final expression of God's work through us. It starts with faith, it, but the final expression of Christ's work within us is love. Love is the expression of God's nature and character. And we have this tremendous opportunity to let this light shine forth through us. John said that Jesus was the light of the world. What was the light that Jesus showed to the world? Well, it says in John 1, 4, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Of men. We are called in this same vein to be lights to the world. And the light that we show is the love of God. Now, this is what we need to see. This is what we're called to. This is not optional. This is not something that would be nice. It's not something that's an ideal and we're never expected to achieve. No, we as Christians are meant to show forth the love of God. Jesus said this would be the mark of his followers, that they would love one another. It will get the attention of the world when nothing else will. They are tired of our rhetoric. They may resist the just moral standards that God wants for us. But I tell you, it is very hard to resist the love of God. Someone may be antagonistic towards the church, towards God, towards the Bible. But I tell you, if someone truly loves them, lays down their life and benefits them in some way, when no one else would, it is hard to resist that. It's hard to resist someone who loves you, whose thoughts are towards you, who's doing everything they can to benefit you and to make your life better, regardless of how you're acting in return. This is what we're called to as Christians. We're to love our enemies. We are to bless those who despitefully use us. This is the calling that we have as Christians. This is how we're going to shine as bright lights in the world. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 gives a description of this love that we are to manifest. And it says this, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. In other words, if you have the gift of tongues, but you're not showing love, well, it's empty and shallow. Now, the gift of tongues is a tremendous gift. And I have that gift, and I use it often. But it's nothing if it's not coming out of a life filled with God's love. He goes on and says, And though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries, and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Do we see this? That someone could have the gift of prophecy and could actually begin to tell you the future and could unfold all mysteries? I mean, if there was someone like this today, we would revere this person as a great spiritual giant. But the scripture says here, 
If they have not love, they're nothing. And if someone had faith that they actually could move a mountain, I mean, just imagine if there was someone today who, by prayer and believing God, could just remove every difficulty that would be in our lives. Again, we would think, this is a great man of God. But the scripture says he would be nothing without love. And then it goes on to say, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned but have not love, it profits me nothing. Now here's an interesting truth. It's telling us that you could actually do good works and not have love. You could give your goods to the poor. You could give your body to be burned but still not have love. How could that be? Well, the answer is that you can give without loving. You can do external acts, but really the motivation is to get. Many people give to get. They want to get recognition. They want to get favor. They want to be thought well of. But people very easily see through that. Our motives are more evident than what we think. This scripture is telling us that our love must be deeper than this. It must come from the very depths of our being. There can't be any selfish motivation that would taint this love when it comes forth. It goes on to say that love suffers long and is kind. So many Christians read right over this verse and they don't realize the significance of it. What does it really say? It says if you're going to show the love of God, you're going to suffer and you're going to suffer long. And as you're doing it, you're to be kind. Let me ask you, how much abuse do you take before you get rude? You're in a store and you're being served by someone and they're not treating you right. They begin to be ignorant and disrespectful. How long is it before you get rude in return? If we're going to show the love of God, sometimes we just have to suffer long. There are times when you just bear some things, when you turn the other cheek and you go the extra mile. This is the calling of a Christian. This is what separates us and makes us stand out. Well, you might say, well, if I do that, people will walk all over me. Yes, that's true. That's what we're called to. We're called to show love to those who despitefully use us. This is the calling of a Christian. This is what it's all about. When these situations come our way, we're not supposed to stand up for our own rights and fight. No, these are the very opportunities to show the love of God. Jesus laid down his life for us and bore our wrong in his body, and we're called to lay down our life for others. And why are we doing this? Because it will accomplish the same thing that Jesus accomplished by laying down his life for us. This will convict people of their sin and cause them to change more than anything else we could do. We are to let our light so shine before men that they will see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. We need to have our minds renewed and realize that this is the expression of God's love through us. It goes on to say that love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. This love has to come forth from humility. We have to see that it's not about us. This is not about me. It's not about my life. We're supposed to have died. We're supposed to have buried our old life in the waters of baptism. 
the life that we're living now, we're living as unto God. So we're not looking to get the credit. We're not looking to be puffed up. It goes on to say, does not behave rudely. Listen, there is never a time for a Christian to be rude. It goes contrary to everything that God has put within us. It is a carnal response to the situation we're going through. We need to catch ourselves and not justify it and give all the reasons why we feel we were right to respond in this way. This is not a matter of right or wrong. This is a matter of doing exactly what Jesus did who loved us while we were yet sinners. We are to love the people who sin against us. This, like nothing else, will get the attention of the world. The church has lost its witness because we have lost the expression of God's love through us. It goes on to say, does not seek its own, is not provoked. What provokes you? This scripture says, the love of God is not provoked. It sees a bigger picture. It's not focused on what I'm going through, but it sees the mission that we're called to. It says it thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things. How much can you bear? Well, listen, we can't bear very much within ourselves. But if we allow the love of God to fill us, it says it bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. In other words, it believes the best about things. It hopes the best about all things. Listen, when something happens to you, do you jump to the worst conclusion or do you jump to the best conclusion? In other words, say that someone says something to you that causes you to be offended a little bit. Do you jump to the worst conclusion where you assign hurtful motivations to the individual? Or do you jump to the best conclusion where you say, well, he probably didn't mean that. Or if he did, he said it in the heat of the moment and if he had time to think about it, he'd be sorry about it. I've been guilty of the same thing, so how can I put this upon him? See, that's jumping to the best conclusion. That's believing the best about a person, not the worst about them. And then it says, it endures all things. Love never fails. When you express the love of God, it will never fail in accomplishing what God desires. And you will never fail in pleasing God. Our whole demeanor, our whole living in this world is meant to be an expression of God's love. This is something we can't do in the natural, but it is something we can do when we allow God's love to come forth through us. My point today is not to condemn us for not living up to this, but to show us that this is what it's all about, to change our mindset, to realize that when I suffer and when I'm offended and when I... These things should not determine my reaction, but rather I should react in the love of God. And that as I do that, I am fulfilling the assignment that God has given me on this earth to shine as light in darkness. Just because someone treats you in a dark way doesn't mean that we are to respond in kind. No, at that moment, we need to die to ourselves, die to our natural response, and say, God, help me right now 
to express your love. And the amazing thing is, this is what it's all about. God will be faithful to give you in that moment grace in order to respond in a way that would actually convict this person of their actions. This is why Romans says that we overcome evil with good. We don't fight evil for evil or reviling with reviling. But Peter says we are to respond with a blessing. And if we do, we will fulfill God's purpose for our life. What a calling we have been given. This should excite us that we are called to show forth his love. So let's take every opportunity that comes our way to show God's love to the world. Well, our time is gone and we'll try to wrap this up tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.